only been 13 days since the military coup arrested the government leader and the cabinet members. The noises are occupying the streets, and the streets are filled with residents from Myanmar, and they are not rallying or parading. Instead, they are voicing the opposition towards the current government. They are demanding the military coup release the legitimate leaders based on the election in the year of 2020. Now, in this special episode, I'm able to talk to one of the friends from Myanmar. Hello everyone, this is Will from Beijing, China, and welcome to my show. Now, if you remembered a few weeks ago, leaders in Myanmar was arrested under the military coup. Some significant cabinet members were also under tight political scrutiny. While I was trying to connect with one of the friends from Myanmar, all the communication access was shut down. Now, two weeks later, I am fortunate enough today to connect with her again. Again, for her own safety, we won't mention her name or reveal any information regarding her identity. So, can you tell us a little bit, based on your opinion, how would you describe the current societal status after the leader was arrested? Um, hi Will, I'm talking to you from a very big road here that's called Louisiana Street, and I'm seeing so many protests happening, and, um, and the, the, I'm seeing signs of people that they don't want the dictatorship, the military, and they reject the military by any means. Uh, so it has been 13 days since the military took over and arrested the, um, the leaders. So we're demanding that the military um, release our um, um, government officials as soon as possible. And they are, for right now, there are already at least 250 people detained. Mm. And then um, to recognize and accept the um, elections that were held in 2020 and then to recognize the result and respect our votes. Okay, well, let's go back a little bit. As you mentioned before, 13 days ago, the leader and also the key cabinet members were arrested, which was very shocking to the country for Myanmar. And based on our last conversation, if I'm not mistaken, you mentioned the military group. They were trying to rewrite the constitution. I still want to ask that a question is how likely or how possible that is? Because we are in this year of 2021. And if we mention the country is trying to rewrite the constitution, which could be seen as a founding document for any country, that, that was not just a piece of cake. And we can't even get started at this moment. So what was the reaction for people as soon as that were uh, started to get around the street that the constitution was or uh, could be rewritten by the military group? Yeah, so it's not something strange. It has been going on in Myanmar since 2008. The current constitution is written was written in 2008 by the same military generals on their favor. So the 2008 um, constitution calls for a new democratic government and they open the country up which you know but they also come with certain limitations in this new civilian um, democratically elected government they the military wrote rules rules in the constitution that there will be 25 percent from the military that are that have to be in the parliament mm. so they already have 25 percent 
um, guarantee states. So the 2008 constitution is a flawed constitution that is written on their own terms. Mm. So what happened is when you when you stage a coup over when 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 this 2008 constitution and the le legal framework under this legal framework and you stage a coup that means you annulled your own constitution you said this constitution could no longer no could no longer be trusted as a government so you when you stage a coup you annul your own government so that is why we're we are calling for the 2008 constitution to be abolished but so but the military it sounds very illogical that they write they wrote this in favor of them and then they stage a coup but they still say, say that we're gonna follow according to the 2008 constitution so what we as a people are asking we this has been ongoing since 2008 is that there are some group of um some group of people who think we don't we don't we don't accept 2008 constitution because it's not the fair rule of the game in the first place mm. yet they were they have they have advantages and yet they act like this in in this way so there there's um, a more stronger argument to to take that constitution down and then rewrite a completely new one now that is that is a very far-fetching idea mm. but um by by abolishing this 2008 constitution i hope that we can have a a, a more fair, freer democracy and not limited by any means. Hmm. Well, you mentioned the word democracy, and I do want to point it out and also remind our audience that a lot more countries, including the United States of America, were also calling the um, the military to release not only all the detainees, but also the leaders uh, for the current country. Now, this is not the first time that United States called this political joint effort to advocate for democracy in Myanmar. So I want to know from your perspective, how effective has it been since other countries were already building al uh, um, alliance or building partnership asking for the military group to restructure uh, the political system in order to uh, make the country or bring the country back to peace and safe so how effective it is at this moment so that's number one question and the second question is you say right now the protests are still it's an ongoing strategy for the citizens in myanmar this is again. This is not the uh, the. Uh, 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 I don't want to say it's a large, but also it's not a small country in Southeast Asia. So how likely do you think that the voices of the people can be heard, um, based on their uh, um protests at this moment? Yeah. So for the first question, um, the Burmese military has done this before in 1988 and 1962. So they have done this coup again and again, every time they don't like the election result. So whenever that happens, the West already always condemn their this action. Um, and what the military people would do is they would isolate the country because uh, before uh, the United States and Western countries put sanctions on Myanmar and that like isolate them and currently we don't have that much trade engagement with US, United States and Myanmar mm. to, you know when we think about like US China trade trade relations any like the that that have an 
any sanctions on the U.S. have a huge impact on China economy. But that's not the same for Myanmar. So, um, so, so, so it's, okay. But, but at the same time, we are having more and more integrated, you know, global political economy. So it will definitely have some pressure on them. Okay. And 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 what yeah. about and what about the answer to the second question? Is you say people are still uh, um holding protests and towards the military uh, uh a government or a military uh, structural government, but I want to know how how much impact or how effective that the people are go uh, um bringing their voices, bring their opposition to the streets. How effective or how significant is their strategy at this moment? Because um, so this this coup happened because they didn't believe in the um, in the vote um, election result of two thousand twenty, where the the NLD went by like eighty percent, like a landslide. So that just that means eighty percent of the country is in favor of the democracy, in favor of democracy, and they don't like the military. So that explains why we have so much like enormous crowd on the streets um, on striking against this military coup. But that alone would have would won't be able to sustain this revolution. And so what we're thinking, not not just thinking, what we're doing now is called civil disobedience movement, where mm. we ask request these government officers who are working in the um, government officers and um, civil servants who are working in depart uh, like government offices here to stop obeying the orders of this illegitimate government. So that is the only way that we are hoping because right now we, we don't hope much foreign intervention to come. So, you know, we don't have much um, relations with the U.S. to begin with to, to influence our, you know, domestic affairs. So... We really believe that it's up to us for the revolution, and that's why we're um, requesting the civil servants and government officers to join the revolution and to not obey the orders from the this this new government. And so far, it has been quite successful. We're seeing a like in some states, in some regions, the government completely stopped working. So and this bureaucracy, this is stop working for like in a in a department like um ministry of health mm. so and how and how how, how about how about the quit. response from other countries in southeast asia and particularly in china because um again um i don't want to put china on the spot is i i know that under the one belt one road initiative that the partnership between china and myanmar are pretty, uh, let's say, economically uh, close to each other. Of course, it's really reciprocity in terms of economic benefits. So if this is taking place or happening in the neighboring country, that China is called to step in, even though the uh, uh, the country that I'm living right now, we, we don't normally to interfere with other countries' political shifts. But I think at this moment, if any countries, the significant size of China can step in, or Japan or uh, uh, South Korea, any of the country can step in, that could actually make a difference. So why not asking help from the neighboring countries? United States, it's a bit far away or far fetched from Myanmar. I understand that. 
But why not the close allies? Um, well, there is a lot of conversation with China because um, uh, we are already seeing a lot of anti-Chinese sentiment happening right now because um, the Chinese government do not interfere with our inter internal affairs. But this is no longer an issue of being neutral, you know, because this coup is illegitimate and illegal. So if you are neutral in this in this injustice, then you might just be supporting it. That that kind of um, that kind of attitude that people are having mm. with China. And then yesterday we're at, at the High Commission for Human Rights um, Council at the UN. So all the countries have voted on how they would respond to this and there are four countries that are not with um, uh, that, that are support that supported Myanmar's current military, and then that, that included China and Russia. So, and the rest of the all countries all condemn the military coup. Mm. Well, um, so, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. yeah, so like ASEAN countries, they they in order to say that they themselves are also not full democracies mm. so i we really do not hope that they would be much of help for instance you know in in apac you can see uh, cambodia uh thailand they're all military um military regimes Okay. Well, um, I have two more questions before letting you go. Number one, let's go back to the word you used before. It's democracy. Now, again, if I'm a, if I am not mistaken, this is not a fresh new concept to make the world or make the countries to be more democratic. And this model actually um, originated not from the United States and not from the UK, but also a. a, a came from um, a historical country, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, in the early uh, 60s or even early 1930s, that a lot more countries, when they were started, they were trying to follow the principle of democratic or push the idea of democracy. Now, looking at the country in Myanmar and looking at the country in the US, in Belarus, or also in Lithuania, Every single country right now it seems like undergoing this tremendous transition uh, towards democracy or try to protect democracy. Now, the question to you is, from your perspective, why do you think it's so important that for the country like Myanmar continue to push or continue to uh, um, elevate the meaning of democracy? Why is that so significant at this moment? Well, it is very significant, and to me personally, because um, the military government um, took over the country in 1988. So what happened? What what happened then was they um, they shut off the dissidents and they closed the doors for any um, in international engagement. And then the Western countries put sanctions on the country. So what happened is we have a very poor population mm. and we have a top top political elite who are the military generals who might not be good at the uh, government affairs, but they just got their these position, high position because they are from the military and they, they govern by fear. So we didn't have um, a check and balances in our government system to to 
to say, um, to check the corruption that was very rampant in our government system. So there was, they were, they were corruption, they were bureaucracy, and people were poor. We, were, we didn't have foreign investments. No countries wanted to come to us. We live under very dark times. Mm. And, and there weren't rule of law. Mm. So if the military wanted to take this plot of land for their for for whatever development they want to do, and then they give it to their their relatives' company, they could do it. Mm. And so, so this is also like um um what happened right now is a huge like socioeconomic upheaval mm. happening in Myanmar, who are opposing this kind of military dictatorship which will just encourage more oligarchy happening. Okay. So when we have a democratic government, then we would have civilian who would, you know, who would be elected to our offices, and then we would have a free press who would be able to um, write and talk about their corruption if it happens, and then we would be able to hold accountable um, to, to, to these crimes. So, and then that would lead to a more developed country. We don't believe this military is the answer to our development. Right. Okay. Yeah. All right. So the last question I want to address before letting you go is, right now, what is happening in Myanmar is absolutely unprecedented or um, very tragic to the country in terms of having this military coup to take over the government and, of course, arrest arrested some legitimate leaders within the uh, cabinet but I want to look, I want to um, push this picture in a bigger way is in the year of 2021 or so forth, how do you think that what happened, uh, what is happening right now um, have much impact on the relationship with other countries in the long run? So in other words, do you think what's happening right now in Myanmar could, could create some negative impact for the country to build partnership, and not only politically but also economically, um, in the long run. It's hard to say, you know, because people are fighting day and night against this military coup, and to so if we win, if the people win, then it will bring very positive changes to Burmese politics, and to, it will be a freer. Uh, freer Burma. Mm. So that is going in a good direction. But if if this revolution doesn't, and somehow we're stuck with this military government for five more years, because that's what they're trying to do, mm. um, is they they have already um, formed councils to start government governing, and so then that would. Um, that would just be very unfortunate. Mm. Yes. Okay. Well, my friend. And yeah, go ahead. There will be more sanctions, yeah. Okay. And I don't see the people stopping anytime soon. Mm. Because people do not want to go back to that kind of um, dark times before mm. our democratic transition in 2010. That mm. was a very hard and difficult time for us. So people are not, I don't see people stopping anytime soon. So it's very hard to say um, what is, what what the future holds right now. And I think anything is possible. Mm. Well, my friend, 
I do appreciate your time and thank you so much for being on my show and give us a lot more updates since the entire incident happened 13 days ago. So I do want to say please stay safe and keep us in the loop. And again, this is a very challenging and special moment, not only for you, but also for the people in Myanmar. And we hope and I pray that everything is going to be um, better and turn out that we are able to eliminate this unnecessary, um, uh, what we call the uh, political shifts. And we hope that bring people and entire nation back to peace and back to prosperity. Thank you. Thank you for being with us. Thank you.